My name is Keen, and the only thing I have assaulted is a cheese platter. And after a long night of hooking, Trey didn't like the session, so he had gutted me and set me on fire. But you know, I didn't die. I had crystallized, and now I'm a glamazon bitch, ready for the runway. I'm James. You never, you don't make it easy for yourself. Don't. I'm picking these long sentences these days. I, I think we're running out of quotes. We might have to change. Um, might have to change the structure of the show. But I, I, I mean. Maybe it's better to start like digging really down to the to the bottom of the barrel for those intros, like as, as deep down as we can go. Yeah, but we were like, why don't we use like a drag catchphrase rather than like drag exposition? Well, to be fair, last week I did use a uh, a Shit's Creek one, so I mean, <laughs> we're all over the map. <laughs> Anyway, welcome along to Sissy That Pod. This is the mini episode that we give you during the week in between episodes. And this is a good one. It is. This was very, very exciting. Um, I was gooped. I was gagged. I was, <laughs> insert third adjective for positive <laughs> experience. <laughs> so we had a chat with Nina West. It was done the week of the finale of Drag Race. So we were talking to her a bit about when she jumped on that Zoom call and she announced the winner of his geniality. I cannot believe she was able to hold her tongue and didn't say anything about the Dolly Parton bit. I mean... That's the only reason you know. I think it was fake because I was like, maybe she didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She didn't know when she was complimenting Dolly Parton's wig that it was Dolly yeah. Parton's wig. No, I, but she was, she's honestly though, like lives up to the reputation, Miss Congeniality, like absolutely such a wonderful, lovely person. And I have to say, she, she talks a bit about kind of the lead up to the show being aired and it gave me as a veteran of reality TV quite the, the sort of the, the, the visceral reaction, a stress kind of reaction of remembering the lead up to when First Dates was on and how stressful that was. And, and I can only imagine how much more, how amplified that feeling would be if it was going to be a multi-episode series where you're like actively kind of trying to... And your career is on the line. Yeah, that lead into the series being, being on, it must have been tremendously stressful. Um, yeah. But yeah, she was gorgeous to talk to. Love her. Thank you, Nina West, for, for joining us today. Where do we find you? Thank you for having me. I'm in Ohio, in Columbus, Ohio, my home. <laughs> <laughs> Unsurprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> Because before this all went down, you were over in in Dublin in January, right? Yeah, I was in um, I was in Dublin um, in January, and then I did uh, Europe and UK and um, yeah, Northern Ireland, Scotland, uh, Wales, uh, Paris, um, Germany. We were all over there for six weeks, and it was nice. remarkable. And I'm, I'm, I love it over there. I'm a big fan. So, yeah, I love the food. I love the people. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of kind of um, great to have those memories from the beginning part of this year to have like actually gone and done stuff before we we ended up getting into this uh, very different sort of a world. Yeah, it's a little weird because I wasn't really anticipating. I mean, I had a full schedule for really through the end of 2020 uh, with appearances, and so. I was actually just saying the other day how lucky and grateful I was that I got a chance to actually travel yeah. <laughs> in the new year and you know meet some people and um, go and see friends again. And I don't know, I was very lucky because a lot of the, you know, like these season 12 queens and a lot of the, you know, the um, Drag Race UK queens, I mean, they're all, everything just stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You didn't have a ton of opportunity. 
And like, did you get to actually you know see much, or were you kind of like in the back of a bus for most of it? Uh, I am a I am a tourist. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I so I every time I every city it doesn't matter where we were. Um, I'd wake up early. Um, we would go sightseeing, and then go nice. to the hotel, get ready for or go to the venue, get ready for the show. Um, get we would insist on getting food usually from a like a local chippery or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or um, some kebab. Uh, I, I had I've had more kebab in um, in I think six weeks, and I, I never had one before this last trip. So. Um, oh my god! <laughs> They're an institution. <laughs> they really are, especially over there. I had no idea. I was not. I was just not prepared for it. And um, we just don't do it the same over here. Like the, 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 the especially kebab. It's just not the same. So mm. um, you know. But I, every day would be depending on the city. I would get up and I would go to sightseeing, and then I go do the show, and then I eat the eat some local food, and then do the same thing over the next day. Um, I ate a lot and I, I saw a lot of things and I was, I'm really thrilled I did it that way too this last trip. Yeah, definitely. The, the trip Best before, way to do it. Yeah, the trip before I wasn't doing that. I was just like, oh, I was just going from from show to show to show to show. Yeah. And mm. in, in like in the, in the summer, in last summer. So I really took the opportunity to see some things this time. Have you been keeping up with season 12? Who are you rooting for for the final? <gasps> Yeah, it's gonna happen uh, on Friday. I have been keeping up with season twelve. Um, it's an interest. It's an interesting season because mm. we um, have, I think, a cast of really uniquely talented, and uh, it's such a collective cast. I think as a whole that it's really nicely unified, and uh, I think everyone complements each other fairly well. Um, mm. And I think the top three really have very different skills and um you know jada i think might be my pick to win um but i think both Gigi and um crystal are yeah crazy talented equally qualified but i i i'm gonna go with my gut and say i think that jada's gonna win you know okay but i mean i think any three of them i tweeted this a few days ago after (laughs) after the episode i think i any one of the three Mm -hmm. would be yeah. And you don't have any insider knowledge from handing over your miscongeniality crying <laughs> virtually, no? <laughs> no, not that you're gonna not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not how it works. I haven't, I have, I mean, I, the way it works is I, I don't actually know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. Have, sure, because there's multi- multiple endings, right? Yeah, yeah. So it keeps everybody, it keeps everybody kind of in suspense, especially because of the current situation we find ourselves in where everyone's filming from home and you know and from wherever they're sheltering in place and so it's like you know to keep it all protected it's all i mean i, I said i think everybody's name so, I, so <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have an idea of who i'd like to win. I, mean, I have a few of my own favorites that i'd like to pass the congeniality crown onto but really i think the entire cast as a whole for the most part was pretty great and wonderful and kind and generous and um fun and fun to watch mm. drama seemed to be minimal and it didn't seem yeah. it didn't be mm. trite kind of petty stuff and so i i don't know i think they all make deserve the crown i don't know <laughs> <laughs> 
do you know who is Miss Congeniality, or is that multiple scenarios as well? That's it's, it's all multiple scenarios, so it's not. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, so it's there's no, they don't tip their hat at all, which I really respect about the show. Mm. You know, and I think that that's the best part of about Drag Race for the fans is that I mean I don't really want to know. You know, I want to watch yeah. it on Friday and I want to be surprised and be like, oh, you know, and I, yeah. I know what I've done. I know the package that I've filmed and, and sent off and World of Wonder has edited and it's, I'm excited to see who wins it because it's, again, it's going to be exciting. Someone's going to walk away with 10 grand from Pantene. And I know you guys say Pantene over there. It's we do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remind myself to say Pantene when I was talking to you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my friend Donna, Donna Trump from the UK called me. Oh yeah. When um she goes, she called me when that first commercial came out. She goes, mm-hmm. it's Pan Ten. I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I it's the brand said Pantene. <laughs> we saw you on Secret Celebrity Drag Race recently as well, and you seemed just as enamored with Justin Milligan as we were. Is he as nice off camera as he is on camera? Of course he is. Are you kidding me? I mean, I figured I figured as much. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, everything radiated into the into people's homes that was absolutely present in the studio the days that we shot. Um, he is kind. He is generous. He is thoughtful um he's very in tune and in touch with himself and he's clearly thought about that and his play in this world and his and how he engages with other people um very very thoughtful and um spoke with so much purpose you know i don't i you know like i i sometimes just talk to talk and yeah i learned from dustin like he really does everything he does say is so decisive and so chosen he's very mm. i don't know very thoughtful and very considerate of his speech and how it impacts other people yeah. he's very wonderful i mean i think he's just wonderful and of course yes he's easy to look at <laughs> <laughs> how was it for you being back on that set in that scenario without the the competition element to us like did that <laughs> feel different <laughs> it was awesome it was awesome to go back and not have to compete and be with people that my friends and yeah. be with Bob, who I, Bob is one of my very favorite people I've ever met in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and be with Kim Chi, who is absolutely hysterical. And <laughs> be there as mentors. And it is, there was a little bit of a competitive edge, but it was also just so much fun. And in the spirit of the show, right? Everyone was doing it for charity. And, mm-hmm. um, and there was so much fun involved with it. And, you could go in and let your hair down and just, I really felt more myself in those, those two days of filming than I probably did ever during the filming of Drag Race because yeah. Drag Race is a competition when you're competing and it's tough and you it's so easy to get into your feelings and go so far deep into your head and build all these other scenarios that you make up and uh, tell yourself are the truth and they're not necessarily real. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you go back for an opportunity to just be yourself and have fun and <laughs> crack a joke or two. And um, all in the name of charity was awesome. Mm-hmm. And would you step back into that workroom for 
to to recompete where the where the chance to roll up to your feet. The all stars <laughs> question. The all stars. Yeah. Everyone has to ask. Sorry, we would be um, we would we would be banned from Drag Race podcasting if we didn't ask. I, would, I mean, look. I mean, I would be mad as a listener if you didn't ask me. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think Drag Race is. I would never say no. I would never yeah. ever say no. Um, I, it, I am more mentally prepared this time. It's not necessarily, yes, it is about what you have. Of course, it's about what you take with you and it's about what you show on the show and it's about what you do, but it's also about being in the right mental headspace to do it, you know? And I, it took me a while to warm up on my season. It took me at least two, the first two episodes, I was just kind of gone. And then I won the third episode and then, I, kind of, I thought I did really well in a few challenges and I didn't rise to the top. Like, you know, the musical challenge I thought I did really well in and I thought I did really well in the Halloween ball and I thought I did really well at Snatch Game. And You did very um, well at Snatch Game. <laughs> but, you know, like, I just kept thinking, ah, oh, but then I was like, but they don't, I made up all these stories and that's what happened. I got into my head and I started yeah. really, I was doing excellent and I didn't know that, right? And yeah. the time when you're filming it, you don't know it. And then I see it and I'm like, what am I, what, like, why am I so down on myself? Yeah. Oh, I did all this and I did it well. Why am I so like down <laughs> on myself? I just, you can't win them all. And that's a really good lesson to learn. I'd never been told or corrected or critiqued in a way that I was positive and would help make me better. And Drag Race made me better. Mm. Yeah. And is it more difficult being there in the midst of it and competing and being in your head or watch it back and not being able to have any say in all these people who have all these different opinions uh the, the anticipation of watching it back is awful okay. <laughs> like, like filming it is really tough watching the idea of watching it back is awful so you have all this anxiety every week because you don't see the episode until mm-hmm. it airs as mm-hmm. a cast member you see it when the world sees it so you have no idea if that big fight that someone got in with another person is ever going to make it to air you have no idea if the things that you said about somebody's look or ever gonna make, you have no idea what's gonna be put into the episode. So there's a lot of anticipation, thinking back to, okay, this is the farm to runway challenge. What did I say? What did I do? What did everyone else do? So you build up the week prior and then imagine, see the season 12 girls didn't get this opportunity, but then imagine being booked in a city that you've never been to and watching the episode with a bunch of people you don't know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, like, and you're being paid to be there, perk, but you have no idea what you're going to see. Con. And you don't uh, know how everyone's going to react. You don't know how everyone's going to react. You don't know if you're going to say something that might make people groan or cheer. Or <laughs> so you kind of just get really, I mean, that's even more daunting is the idea of, watching it in front of an audience. But I knew an episode I went home on, so I intentionally booked myself at my hometown bar, mm-hmm. the episode that I went home on. And I think everyone kind of knew that was the episode I was going home on too, because in Columbus at least, because they're like, oh, she's here for this episode, <laughs> right before the yeah. um, And so, but I intentionally did that because I wanted to be surrounded by my family. My parents were there, my sisters came, my drag family was there. And that was, I had the privilege of knowing mm-hmm. I went home. I did. I didn't have the idea of knowing how people would react to my elimination. I, I, I thought, I think, opposite of what happened. I just thought people would be tired of me for some reason or didn't connect to me. I was very unaware that people would connect to me the way they did. Well, mm-hmm. it, you had 
you know, it was noted in the show that you had a, a really positive reaction to you going home. If you know, that makes sense, you know, in the reunion, Rue asks you about AOC and Rihanna. Did you ever get to meet them in the end if they're such big fans? No, I've not met either. Um, I have engaged in social media chats with both on different occasions. Um, I have met a bunch of other people who are fans who have become friends. Um, I've become a I've become really good friends with Bobby Moynihan, who was a judge on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Comedian from SNL who went on to do many incredible things, and he's doing all these other awesome projects. Um, he and I are in touch pretty regularly and I've met other people that have been remarkable. Um, you know, so it's the show really does, if you allow yourself to be, I think, open to the experience and willing to kind of have a really crazy ride. And I think just say yes, mm-hmm. say yes to the universe. I think that's a like, yeah. saying yes to opportunity. <laughs> I think that's a big part of it. Like, I have had a really incredible year and I can't believe it's about, I can't believe it's over on Friday. Like this, that whole chapter of my life will now be done come Friday. And it's like, I mean, it will live on forever because it's TV and it lives on forever Mm. that way. But like, I officially will be saying goodbye to that portion of my life in a way. And it has been um, the most rewarding experience I've ever done with the most challenges, Mm -hmm. you know, not being aware that, Knowing, I mean, I've been doing drag for, it'll be 20 years in March next year. Right? Oh, wow. 20 years. And I don't think I knew, I knew I wanted drag race, but I don't think I was really prepared for everything that came with it. And I, it's been, I've learned the most I've ever learned probably in my lifetime in this very short period of time. I have worked more, and I've worked harder, and I've worked smarter, and I have, been challenged and I have had defeat more defeat this year I've had more success this year I mean there's no do I mean there's no litmus and it it is and I but the entire time I have said yes to every part of the ride I've gone up and I've gone down and I've hit walls and I've been flying through the clouds and that all because I said yes to everything and I was willing to look at every experience and say I can learn something from this Mm -hmm. and I can Cause this is all, it's like, again, like this was my year to do it. Yeah. And you know, maybe I'll have another year, you know, right. Maybe there'll be another, maybe there will be an all-stars one, but like there won't be, but even if I were to do all-stars, it'll be very different from what this moment was, this yeah. chapter of my life was. And I don't know, like I am a, I'm, I'm somewhat of a sentimentalist and I'm sappy and, um, but I'm also a, like an optimist. So it's like, well, great. I'm going to really miss this part of, it's not over, but it does. Def- I do definitely like to have closure, and I feel like this is a good opportunity for me to take closure to this run on Drag Race to hopefully springboard into the next exciting project yeah. or um, the next adventure. Which yeah, I might. I might just one of those times, and I mean, obviously I've never been on Drag Race, but I've had similar moments when I'm like, you know, this. I feel like I'm drawing to the end of a chapter and I'm looking forward to the next one, even though I'm not excited that this is over. You, those feelings can exist at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and it does. You know, there is a finality to it. And I think that's good. I think it's really healthy for me to be aware of the fact that this cannot last forever. This one thing, I can't, I can't carry this and hold on to it forever. Nor do I want to be. I don't want to be the same person 
who did drag race season 11 for the rest of my life. And I don't want my, I don't know the people who support me. I don't think they want that either. I think they want somebody like myself to grow and to challenge themselves and in turn challenge them to go on this, this ride and be a part of it and have, you know, have some ownership over it too. You know, I'm here because people support me and love me and want me to do well. And conversely, I want to be able to do the same for the people who, my fans or my friends and like, you know, whatever. But I think it's really important to have an understanding that change is good. Yeah. Mm. Change is some change is very difficult and change is challenging, but that challenge is exciting to me. And I hope it continues to allow me the relevance in this world of drag on the subject of, of change being good um coming up in november there's a fairly significant event taking place over in america will we be seeing a return of the magnificent interpretation of sarah huckabee sanders tina Fey style <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh you know i hope i mean here's the thing it's like i really want to do her again i also like but for me to do her, that means she has to have some kind of topical. Yeah, she's irrelevant. <laughs> and I don't want her to be, I don't want her to be topically relevant. She's so <laughs> delicious to do. She's so ridiculous and she's so she's just she, she's so so funny. <laughs> I mean, I, I, of course, like the opportunity to do Sarah Huckabee Sanders is kind of a gift because she's <laughs> she's awful and getting to play with that. <laughs> To play with that horror makes it even all the more better. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, I hope not, but maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, I have, a feeling, I have a feeling they're going to pull her out to camp around for the current person in office. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In other forms of change, you've been doing some of those digital drag shows. How have they been going? Do you have any more coming up? Oh gosh, yeah, I have. Um, so I, the, I because I was in Europe in January and February, mm. I kind of saw the on the onslaught of COVID towards the beginning of it when it was become, when it was hitting Europe before yeah. it got into the States. I knew I had the I had this idea that I was gonna be kind of benched for a while. I knew I especially towards the end, we were in we uh, we had done Milan and then we were done a few more European dates and then we came, we came back to the UK. And a month to the day that we had done Milan, I was landing from Europe in um, New York City and Milan was on shutdown. That's, that was the day that, that was like kind of the day that the pandemic had reached its peak in Milan. And I'd landed in New York City and I was like, oh my, like, I think I just got out just in time. And it turns out the next day, the president of the United States said they were no longer accepting inbound flights mm-hmm. from Europe. Oh, and so I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. So I, so I kind of had this idea that um, digital drag was going to be kind of the way that I was going to have to kind of make my performance happen. So I started doing story times um, with for kids and I started doing some digital drag fest shows through um, producer entertainment. And I realized pretty quickly that people just wanted accessibility to some kind of idea of normalcy rather than anything else. And so I've settled quite well into this idea of, you know, I do two story times a week, which are Wednesdays and 
Fridays and then I do a show on Sunday nights that's Broadway themed. And then I kind of pop in and out of some private events, like some private Zooms and some bingos and charity fundraisers that are private, like, you know, that people pay tickets to, you know, to access the, the, the content. Um, but most of it is all in the name of a, a good cause because, you know, like, people really need yeah. <laughs> much more than I do. And I'm like, and I am sitting in a position to be able to do that. I'm sitting at home, you know, and um, I have, I have nothing but time on my hands right now. And so I'm trying to fill that time with these drag shows. It's tough, right? Because you don't, um, you don't, you don't ever anticipate having to perform for your phone, which is just this small little, <laughs> You know what I mean? And so like yeah. I'm performing like this, looking at my phone, realizing that there are people on the other end, but I have to make a connection basically with myself and my reflection, which is, you know, it's not the same as when you're out at a bar and you, you're at a show and you get to, you get to touch the drag queen or you get to hug people at, at the meet and greet, or you get to have a conversation with somebody about the number you just performed, or you get to have drinks with people at the bar. I mean, it's just not the same. The energy yeah. is the same and I think it's a nice substitute but it, I'm definitely craving to be back in um back in a space with people celebrating the art form yeah mm-hmm. sure yeah there's nothing, nothing really you can replace feeding off a live audience no no you're also back doing drag casts as well and you've had some really great guests Glenn Close Kristen Chenoweth like are you happy to be back at that is that going to continue full-time uh, you know, I, well, you know, <laughs> I hope so. You know, we stopped podcasting because we didn't have a way to do it remotely. You know, we didn't understand that there okay. were tools to use mm. to do it remotely. So I just got so busy on the tour last year. The last episode was in March or April, like it was the, maybe March, mid-March was our last episode in 2019. And one of the things I, on the plane ride home from New York back to Columbus, I thought, well, I should just talk to my best friend Patricia and we should just bring the podcast back and within I think the first weekend so that Sunday night we recorded an episode and it was up and we've not stopped since you know we just released an episode with Dan Lund who is a Disney animator Mm -hmm. and next Tuesday we have an episode with Patricia Clarkson who is a major um, actress in Hollywood who is just remarkable and um, Bobby Moynihan joins the group and we have a, a huge announcement coming in a couple of weeks with our next guest, which is going to be really exciting. And the podcast has been a really great leveling off point for me too, to continue talking to people in a different way and having conversations that I love to have that'll, that also, you know, kind of feels, I mean, I, I do fan out a lot. If you listen to the Glenn Close episode, it's really hard. It's like, it's hard for me to keep my cool and my composure because I'm freaking <laughs> losing my mind and I'm talking to Glenn Close. And <laughs> there's also something, because I don't know her. <laughs> so it's like, oh my God. Like, and I lose my mind talking about Sunset Boulevard or whatever. And But it's also been this really cool thing where it's allowed me to connect to people that love drag and they love LGBTQIA plus people and they get to share their stories about their experience with our community. And then they're about their craft and their work and their art. I mean, it's been pretty remarkable. Um, And I'm really grateful that these people say yes. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I can't believe they're saying yes to this pod, this little pod. I mean, really our podcast is little, like we don't, 
have a, like we don't have a ton of listeners we have a very you know like we're just plugging along and having a good time and we're growing as every episode comes out and people listen and it's definitely the most homegrown thing that I do. Like it is the, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I've, done, I've done albums and I've done big videos <laughs> and I've like watched red carpets and I've you know done all these like Pantene things or you know corporate <laughs> branding things. But the podcast is like this really special little thing I really treasure and love and hold so deeply, especially because I do it with my best friend Patricia. So it's, you know what I mean? It's, that's very, very special. It can't be that small if Glenn Close is coming out of it, though. Like, she must have a <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, we're not, we're not like, I mean, we don't have. <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> Glenn Close doesn't say yes for seven listeners, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. I know. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I have this really terrible tendency to want to downplay things because it makes me uncomfortable. So, I mean, but we are not like, I mean, like we're, we are, oh, call me out. <laughs> All Stars 5 is on soon. Who do you think is going to succeed? You know, I'm going to, I really love this cast. I'm, um, I would like to think that I'm very close with a couple of the people and I'm friendly with, I think, everybody in that group. Um, I am a giant fan of uh, Shea Coulee. I'm a giant fan of uh, Jujube. And I, you know, I mean, I've been, I have known Juju for such a long time because I, we worked together when she was on tour with her in support of her season. So that was season three, season two. Two, yeah. two. So I, so Juju and I have been friends for well over a decade, and you know, and Shay and I have known. We just got off the road together over the holidays, mm-hmm. and, you know. And um, I love Blair St. Clair, and I try like you know, I love India Ferris from Ohio, you know. And so I grew up. I remember doing a show with India when I was really young in drag. So I love India. Um, All Stars is a really great opportunity for people to kind of have a rebirth and a re. Mm-hmm and allow themselves to be reintroduced to this fandom that continually gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think it's really exciting. It's going to be exciting to watch uh, Juju and India in this environment because their seasons are, their older seasons. Yeah, sure. But, you know, Juju has uh, the drag, uh, that her show on her, her other show, which is really cool. And this continues to build, I think on that success and, I mean, really, for all of them, I just wish them the best. I, I, this looks like a really um, awesome season of All Stars, and I'm really excited about this whole evolution of the game. This, yeah, this, uh, yeah, this I think that will really, really make it more satisfying. I think. I think the only bad things have been as a viewer when your favorite or someone who's slaying the competition goes home early, and you're like, oh, like all that build, it didn't pay off. Well, you know, it's really, it's, it's. The drag race is so different because there's such an investment from the fans in the contestant, mm. especially in All-Stars. And when All-Star rules are that the pe- that the queens get to really vote the other people out, or they get to choose the lipstick of who they're sending home, depending on the fate of the game and where it goes, it becomes much more, it's a very different game. It's a very different competition. Mm. So I, and it is much more so a competition, mm-hmm. I think, than drag race. 
Does that make sense? Because yeah, because you're playing other people's, you're playing your other contestants' emotions depending on the choices that you make. Are you going to align with their choices? Are you going to step out on your own and say, you know, this is who I think should mm-hmm. go home? I think it's it's like Survivor, which is a, do you guys have Survivor over there? <laughs> we do, yeah, 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 we do. I <laughs> it's a it's a mental game, and yeah. I think that makes All Stars much more interesting and much more thrilling especially because you've already made the investment in these queens. You know these people because if you've been a fan of the show, you've watched their season, you've fallen in love with them, or you have a feeling about them. You don't love them, you don't like them. You know what I mean? You might not like them. So, but you still are invested in a different way. So just like you said, yeah, you kind of, it really sucks when someone you love goes home early, but it's also the great TV. And it's like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's hard not to... that that feeling of kind of well you might be like unsatisfied that so-and-so didn't go that step further that emotion of that moment of when they get sent home is like tv kind of magic <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah it is it's wonderful cool well thank you so much for talking to us today before ah! you go uh where can people find you doing shows online if they want to join yeah thanks for asking that's really nice thank you thanks for first of all thanks for having me i'm really honored to be a part of this podcast oh no problem oh, thank, thank, so thank you for saying yes <laughs> and thanks for asking like all these wonderful questions and and just being wonderfully nice to me and being a fan i really appreciate that it means a lot to me um you can find me on social media at, at nina west and you can probably watch most of my digital shows on my youtube channel um, YouTube or Twitch. So uh, okay. the story times are all posted on YouTube at four o'clock p.m. Eastern. So so nine o'clock, I guess your time. Yep. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So every Wednesday and Friday, those come out, and every Sunday night at eight p.m. So it's one a.m. your time. Show tunes, but there's but the once it goes live on the channel, it, you can watch the rebroadcast on the morning. Yeah, Monday morning. Monday morning musical madness. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel she's she's like imbued me with this positivity now to take my life to say yes to things and to, say yes you know, to that dress you know, give my... start doing drag that's what you need to do <laughs> say yes to that chorizo <laughs> say yes to that brownie <laughs> oh. okay until next Saturday make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook I remembered Facebook this time mm-hmm. yeah at Sissy That Pod um <laughs> I mean, the email's still there if you want to email if you, if, you, if you feel so inclined, you know, send us your th- long, longer form thoughts yeah. also accepted <laughs> by email. Should you require, should you require it, it's sissy.pod at gmail.com. Kept uh, it simple. And yeah, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, all that sort of stuff. And um, we'll be back on Saturday with another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. I'll subscribe. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.